previously on the Simply Human Podcast. If you ask people what they want, they'll say weight loss. But if you dig deep enough, you'll find that people want to lose weight. They want to be able to keep it off. They want to feel good. So it needs to promote health. And it can't be so hard that they can't keep it up long term. And we had produced all of that. And they were telling me that, that I had produced that. And they, these are people who had gotten the amazing results and they were all coming back for round two, which is far harder than round one because at round two, you're looking back and thinking about how far you have to go to get back to where you were. It's episode 204 of the Simple Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. I did it. On today's show... <laughs> It's Dr. Ron Ehrlich. That's another one. Ehrlich? Ehrlich? I'm going with Ehrlich. I think I think Ehrlich is probably with the way to go. H in there. Like Ehrlich Bachman. Yeah. From the dentist turned stress expert and holistic health advocate within a few years of graduating from dental school, Dr. Ron rather unexpectedly found himself treating people with chronic headaches and neck aches instead of merely cleaning teeth and filling cavities. Dr. Ron discovered that dental stress relates to digestion, how well you sleep and breathe, your posture, chronic infections and chronic inflammation, toxicity, common systemic diseases, and more. So we're excited to have Dr. Ron on the show. I wonder if he'll be horrified to learn that I haven't been to the dentist in like 18 months. No, uh, he may not be, but I am. (laughs) I keep meaning to go, and I just... (laughs) Oh, well, it's the end of the day. I forgot all about calling the dentist. No, what you do... Is when you go to the no when you go to the dentist, Doctor Crentist. That's Seinfeld reference. You you set your your next six month appointment at the dentist. No, like the problem is I went to so we're fairly ish new in this area, and so I went to like there's a like a chain dentist uh, near my house. Like a well, like he like he wears a, a chain. Shut up. And I went there and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need some crowns. So that'll be $750 and we'll do it tomorrow. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're like, you're like, oh, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, my, I was like, man, my, my teeth feel fine. I have zero tooth discomfort. Um, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I want a second opinion. And then I asked our friend uh, that we grew up with, who is a pediatric dentist. Hey, listen, is it common for these chain places to try to like upsell the crap out of you? Like, oh, hey, you need a, oh, you, we need to pull all your teeth and replace them with all brand new fake teeth. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah, you need to find like an independent dentist. And I am still looking for one. <laughs> As Rubel Cabrera just hit his second home run of the game. Oh man, that is awesome. Um, yes. Okay. I went to. I was at Facebook headquarters this week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> when you <laughs> did you share a seat on the flight with uh, <laughs> with who, Rick? Famous? With who? Somebody very famous. I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I will talk about that. That was pretty cool. So we're we're coming home from San Francisco, bragging montage, and. Uh, we got delayed like five hours, and so we finally get back to the DFW airport, and they're like, we get delayed another two hours, and so we're like, let's just go eat. And so we were like all sitting there like at this, at Blue Mesa, little taco place, and I was like, I got to the bathroom. And so I got up and left the group. There were four of us traveling together. Uh, Simply Human's own Dylan was on the trip with us and his oh, yeah. wife. And uh, so I go walking down Terminal E at like 9.30 at night. There is no one in the terminal. I mean, it is empty. And here, and you saw the picture. He's uh, wearing like a hoodie. He looked like 
you know, Mark Hamill in The like Last Jedi. Anything like Mark Hamill. Uh, well, yeah, just wearing a hood. Like he is, went to his closet and was like, what can I pick that will tell people, that will slightly hide my identity, but also tell people, hey, listen, man, don't. Just don't. And then what? Then he put it on. And he went to the airport. I think that's what happened. Well, and I said, (laughs) I saw him and I immediately knew the last time I saw him, he was walking uh, out of the shower. (laughs) What if I had said to him, hey, it's good to see you with your clothes on this time. What would he have done? We're talking about Terrell Owens, former uh, NFL wide receiver, probably one of the greatest receivers that ever played, and probably the biggest locker room cancer in the history of professional athletics. Yeah, I mean, a top Uh, three all-time receiver. uh, Top two, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Arguably top one. Right. I mean... Well, Jerry Rice is just so far ahead of everyone in stats. So I, I, so I see him, and I get this really quick picture, and he gets on this plane. And Man, I walk. Is, he is giving the camera the total fu. Hey, look on the- I missed. He raised his hand up and gave like a piece, like a deuces, you know, like, and he was like, like smiled. And I was kind of like the way he, he was like, "Man, I'm trying to get on this plane," and I was like, "Okay, I'm sorry, I'll do this fast." And and he actually kind of smiled for a second, but I missed it. And that's what I got. And I was, it was a Yeah. So I walked back to the table and I set the picture down next to Dylan, who's a huge Cowboys fan. And I just sat it down. I had been gone for like five minutes. And he looked down at that picture and like watching him like process what he yeah. was seeing. Like, wait, where? What was the, Was that just now? And I was like, just right down there. I just saw him just now. And he got on a plane. Unbelievable. <laughs> right next to him. And I was like, hey, man, he's got time for a pick. Hey, that's a pretty nice watch to you. <laughs> hey, uh, it's good to see you with your clothes on. <clears throat> So now, Rick, I want you. I sent you two pictures: one from Facebook headquarters, this okay. one from the University of Stanford campus. Okay. I'm going to my text messages. The, the and I don't know how much of this I can. I don't know how much of this is secret. I don't think it's a secret. I think I can talk about this. Facebook headquarters is insane. Okay, they do your laundry. There are gyms there. There's childcare. There is every hundred yards or so. There's a micro kitchen with all the food you could eat. There are five like huge food courts with all different types of foods, all different types of drinks. It's all free for the employees. There's an arcade. It's all free. Pinball machines, huge arcade. You grab six toothbrushes. So every time I would go to the bathroom, there were these huge things in the. Okay, so I want you to describe. Every time I'd go to the bathroom, I would put something else. I was wearing my sport, like a coat, and I would put it in my pocket. I want you to look at the picture and describe to the listeners what I took from the Facebook campus. Okay, so he's got six toothbrushes. <laughs> Those had toothpaste on them. That's ridiculous. But that's actually, okay, that's actually cool. If they have that in the bathrooms or something Pretty like that. Pretty cool. Should encourage, uh, you know, good hygiene. hygiene. Okay. Uh, also, uh, you know, seven or eight or nine of the little uh, flossy flosser things with, right. that are on the plastic yep. placker. It was actually about 20 of those, but okay. Kind bars. Okay. Um, let's see. I bet that's like a Tide stain stick. You can't see yep. the... Yep, very good, the, very good. Um, a package of anti-diarrheal medication. <laughs> but this is the best part. It's like... Uh, <laughs> laughing on there it says controls the symptoms of diarrhea it's fake like facebook can't spring for modium ad brand they have to go with like walmart brand yeah generic there were like there were these just cases on the wall just you open them up and any 
ibuprofen, anti-itch, uh, gauze and tape Pain. just dumps out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What else you seen on there? Um. Let's see. Chocolate bars. I see these like. I don't know what those are. Like these packages that have like a Western, like a New Mexico looking design okay. on them. Those are maxi pads. They were in the men's room. <laughs> I don't think you were in the men's room. <laughs> Do you see the yellow packages? What is the matter with you? Why are you getting tampons at the Facebook headquarters? <laughs> Zuckerberg to, to got, sign one of those. I've got, I've got like seven I've, tampons. Have you ever seen the video? There's a video of, uh, so I guess he got into like smoking meat like barbecue and he makes these like Facebook live videos and he looks just like a robot. He's like, hello everyone. Yeah. It's like, is he even a human? We're going to smoke some ribs. I love being in my backyard <laughs> on my smoker. Is this like a water bottle? What is this? Oh, uh, they gave those to us. Like every, we got it like a bag and like this cool Facebook water bottle. They were ping pong tables. It was, and it was, it went on and on and on. I could, t- I could transport us to the roof top of one of the buildings, and you would think we were in like a a California state park. They're like wild foxes running around. Seriously, like it's it's the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. And like, if you don't have kids, my job, they have free toilet paper. So <laughs> there, I don't even have to bring it. It's with me to the like, bathroom. But if you were like a young professional, you just you go to work at eight o'clock. Your breakfast, coffee, everything you want all day long. You never you don't lunch. You go to the gym. You go like you know they do your laundry for you. Think about all the expenses you save on. Drinks throughout the day. Would you, just, you know. would you just take like a, a toothbrush home with you every, every day? day? Yeah. Oh, but better bring some home for the weekends, and you just have all. Take these a couple pre, for the weekend. Yeah. Pre-pasted <laughs> toothbrushes. Yeah. Let me. Uh, see, here's the problem. Uh, you know, twenty-one-year-old right out of college goes to work for Facebook. It's like, oh yeah, this is pretty sweet, man. We have free granola bars and you know, toothbrushes and placards, and then like, uh, you know. They, for some reason, move on from Facebook because they realize Facebook is, you know, kind of destroying the way that uh, society has. That's they're, they're, That's what we're there for. We're uh, there. Uh, maybe get get on it and fix it. But anyways, we're trying. Uh, maybe tell Mark Zuckerberg to get my dad the hell off of there. <laughs> hey, they, hey, listen to this. They told like, us to go work for some other company, and they're like, "Oh yeah, um, where do you keep your placards?" Yeah, or like, "I'm sorry, there were no." Uh, Why don't you get back to work? Why don't you get back on the assembly line and make me sell more widgets? You're like, uh, sorry, uh, there were no tampons in the men's room. Is that? <laughs> is that? I just, I, I mean, I just want to let you know that you're out. There was just, there was, I didn't see where they even went in there. there I have just... been collecting them. I am uh, creating a project where I'm going to deliver free uh, women's hygiene products uh, to the women in prison. And uh, you're, you're, you're out of tampons. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to be rude. Um, what else about Facebook? So it was awesome. Um, I did draw a Maver- an old Maverick symbol on the Facebook wall. Of course you did. I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, okay, let's see. There was one other thing I was going to say I about... A picture from you from Stanford. Do you want me to look at that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why is it so big? I don't... <laughs> I don't understand why it's so big. It's like, yeah, I'm right. Just, a word picture for everyone in the audience. Mark is standing next to a statue of a naked man with his face uh, right next to the genitals. <laughs> I'm like... Hey everyone, look at this! But when you like zoom all in on them, because of course that's what I'm gonna do to a statue with genitals. 
It just looks like a it looks like Lord Varus, just a hodgepodge of just <laughs> weird angles and. I will. I will say this: Stanford University or University of Stanford, whatever it is, the campus. I think it's Stanford University. I the think the campus is, and Rick, as is my custom. <laughs> you bought a hat. I well, I do that, but I go to. I've been to a lot of probably more than the average person college campuses, just because uh, I'm, I'm a nerd. So. Put that on the bragging montage. That Stanford is is like, and I've been to college football games on college campuses. I've been to a lot of college campuses, a lot, Rick, a lot. By the way, we should have a compare contrast. Here are the college campuses I've been on: ACU, McMurray, Hardin Simmons, the three colleges in Abilene. Okay. Uh, the University of Texas, because not to do anything, my brother works there, and so uh, and I, I don't know right. if this counts as being on campus. I went and saw the power plant where he manages. Yeah, that counts. Uh, you, uh, you've probably been to Tech. I've been to Texas Tech. I've been to UT Arlington. And that might be it. <laughs> Baylor? That might, nope, no Baylor. No Baylor. I've probably uh, been, I, could, I need to come up with a list. I've probably been over 50. So I, I'm an authority. Stanford is probably the coolest college campus I've ever, and I've been to UCLA. I've been to USC. I've been to like, you know, cool Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia. Making the Bernie Sanders in me, Mark. Why? We pay fifty thousand dollars a year in tuition, and we have these beautiful campuses. Why can't we just have regular buildings? Why do I sound like uh, Jackie Mason when I do a fake Bernie Sanders? I think it sounds pretty good, Rick. Not gonna lie. So anyway. So uh, there was the meeting we were there for. We have like five more minutes. The meeting we were there for is kind of the secret Facebook. I get my dad the hell off of Facebook. <laughs> well, oh, that's what I was going to tell you. They they've had they had a guy once that was so mad about getting locked out of his account that he somehow got into one of the buildings and handcuffed himself to like a, a arm rail, like up the stairs. As yeah. like a, I'm not leaving here until you like give me my account back. Just tell me they just left him there. Yeah. Left like, <laughs> this oh, is a He's like, oh guys, I gotta take a dump. Yeah. <laughs> 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 me, I left to get home. Or like they, just, yeah, just like there's a skeleton of the guy. It's like it's like any, you know, there are twelve. It's like Raiders of the Lost Ark. You walk through the, you're getting the tour, and like, oh, and here is where a man handcuffed himself to the handrail to protest us. Uh, Getting down his account, and he died. We he let died. him die because he was an idiot, later. and uh, it's better off that Well, way. and the thing is, there are 12,000 employees in Palo Alto on this campus. Twelve. Think about that. 12,000 employees. And it's like he, he probably snuck into like the, the room of like the lawyers or something. You know, it's like they have nothing to do with his account. Yeah, like, the, like the Facebook, uh, you know. Facilities management department, like the guys who make sure the heating and cooling and the water are all on point. He's like, this is unfair. I'm going to handcuff myself. They just handcuffs himself to a rail, and they're just like, well, sorry. Eh, I guess we'll, we'll uh, Hey, look at that. It's 5 o'clock. Time yeah, to go time home. To See leave, you yeah. um, So that was fun. And then um, there was a big fancy meeting that, that Jen was like kind of a, on a panel at, like this big secret market. If you, if you watched the news – or uh, primetime t- television on Thursday night, there was a the first like more together Facebook ad ran, and it was like that's kind of what we're a part of, or the Jen is a part of. And right before that, they were like we were waiting to go in, and there was like this indoor kind of like a pre party, and there was like drinks and like and like cornhole and like an indoor party. There was music, and I'm wearing like jeans and a sport coat, and. Dylan like threw a one of the cornhole bags like we were playing like f- 
football with it, you know, like I was catching it, being Mr. Mr. Cool Man. <laughs> and I he was You're leading Heisman. Who was you? <laughs> oh man, this is the Heisman most in high school days. The most Heisman thing I've done in a while. And I, I go and he's like leading me and I'm like, yeah, yeah, catch this bag. And right when I caught it, my foot hit like I stepped on the cornhole board instead of the ground, and it kind of like, and I and I fell. <laughs> And I was holding a LaCroix, a, a Topo Chico bottle of water. I'm familiar with Topo Chico. Okay. And I only spilled like four drips. And I somehow managed to like knee slide, put my hand down and like pop back up before I like I fell like all the way down. And like all the bartenders and like the guys walking around with like the little Facebook snacks and everything all stopped and like started clapping for me. Is there anything more embarrassing? It's not the slip and fall or the dropping of the plate or something. It's the everyone clapping. That is a uh, whip. Can we as society decide to stop doing that? Because like, man, I remember one time, very short story. When we lived in Ohio and I waited tables in a restaurant, I had a tray and it was like full, like probably at least five full-size plates each with like oh, a full rack of ribs nice. on there. And I was taking it to the, like, there's a little spot in the restaurant that was up like three or four steps. And I tripped and fell, and man, uh, I didn't have any like major like spills or anything like that, except for this one. Oh. And I'm telling you, it was like from a movie, uh, just slow the motion. The whole restaurant stops and, and looks over, over at the you. place. There's cold, uh, and it was it, it was horrifically embarrassing. And then some guy, like who's completely uninvolved, just starts doing the clap, and I wanted to walk over and be like, "Hey, listen, man." I already feel pretty bad yeah, right now. So really if you don't stop clapping, I'm going to punch all the teeth out of your mouth. <laughs> You're like, I'm about to be, I'm not going to like compound that embarrassment yeah. with like the ridiculous clapping thing. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you didn't fall down in front of Mark, Mark Zuckerberg. Ruckenberg. Um, so that was fun. Sorry, I was not at the meeting. I was in my backyard enjoying nature. Smoking <laughs> Man, there was something. Oh, you know what? Look. An NC. What? Oh, we already talked about that. Wait, I thought there was... Oh, we were going to do YouTube 911 calls. We'll do that next time. Hello. <gasps> okay, is when it... you have a wife and is two it, dogs. Whatever. Is it Dr. Ehrlich or Ehrlich? Ehrlich. Dang it. <laughs> we were wrong. Hi. Hi, Mark. We thought... This is Mark, and then my co-host, Rick, is here as well. Hi, Rick. It was a pleasure to have you this evening. It's a pleasure to be on. Thank you for having me. And you are not in America. Is that correct? That is correct. I'm sitting here in Sydney, Australia. Oh my Crikey! <laughs> you know, we do that every single time we have someone that's not in America, and finally it's working <laughs> in Australia. It finally pans out for Rick. <laughs> question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just turn uh, the preferences. Hang on. I'm going to turn the input uh, because our output, output. I'll just put it through. That's better. Okay. Yeah. Are you sure? It was. Not, just, it's not. It was on just it. coming. It was just echoing through my oh, speaker. Okay. It's better, okay. Better not to have it on the computer. I have a question for you before we get started. Um, do when was the last time you heard someone say the phrase "shrimp on the Barbie," but they weren't being like trying to be funny or ironic? Look, you know that was so long ago, Mark or Rick. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, it's been a while, but people still throw it at us. You know, and we're still throwing shrimps on the Barbie. Okay. <laughs> It hasn't gone out of style. It's just uh, an old one. Right. (laughs) Okay, uh, Rick, very quickly, um, 
Dr. Ron. Is that do you go by Dr. Ron? I saw that. Dr. Ron's okay. fine. Dr. Ron's We're fine. gonna very quickly guess your birthday. It's just a thing that we do. And you don't give okay. us don't give us a uh, any hints like don't ooh, that was so close or anything. Just yes or no. I'm gonna go mm-hmm. first and I'm gonna go October fifth. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna go to, are you gonna go to are you each no, gonna have it. a go? So that's yeah, yeah. We, we each get one guess. So is that a okay. is that All a right. yes or a no? That was a no. Dang it. June 9th. That was also a no. Are we going to do star signs now? <laughs> well, that'll narrow it down. We have to Google. Like, unless it's cancer. That's what well, I, I, I always say that from the waist up, I'm, a, I'm an animal. Uh, from the waist up, from the waist down, I'm an animal. And from the waist up, I'm really warm and sensitive. So I'm right on the cusp of cancer and Leah. <gasps> so this is the same thing. What is that, July something? July 24th. July 24th. That's like, um, I'm June 26th. So you're a cancer. You're a cancer. I know. I'm on. I'm a Leo. Oh, that's right. That's right. It starts on like July 20th or 23rd. 22nd. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. the switch over time. Oh yeah. my gosh, we're very close. Summer birthday. So were you old for your like age? You know, like your other classmates, or were you young for your? I was. I was older. Yeah, because yeah. the cutoff date was about the middle of June, and so I got in. Had to wait a year before I started. So I was on the older end of the year. Right. Excuse me, excuse me, Mark. You said summer birthdays, but I believe down yeah, there it's, it's winter. Oh, yeah. It's winter here in Australia. Oh, We're just sure. coming up for winter, but it's pretty pretty severe out there at the moment. It's twenty six degrees centigrade. Dang. So oh, what is that? And uh, what is that? What is that? Second. What is that Fahrenheit, Rick? Siri, that, what is twenty six <laughs> degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit? Hang on, we'll find out real quick. <laughs> Seventy-eight point eight degrees Fahrenheit. Good lord, it's seventy-nine degrees there Fahrenheit. Nice. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, we're just staring at winter in about two weeks' time. So people <laughs> are having to come off the beach now. And it, that's funny. Suits on. Awesome. Well, uh, so what time is it there? It is now eleven thirty in the morning. On what time is it with you guys? Eight thirty in the evening. Eight thirty in the evening yes. Monday. Yeah, but so, you're on Tuesday. Right. We're on Tuesday. We're you're you're ah, from the future. Time travel, Mark. We figured it out. Hold on. Hold on. You're on Tuesday. So what happens Tuesday morning? Oh, my God. Who wins the Rangers? I don't, I don't want to give too much away. You guys should just wait for Tuesday and let it happen. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to create like a paradox. What is that? Was it a paradox? Is that what they called it? Uh, you're going to rip a hole in the space-time that's, continuum. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, let's get to it. Um First of all, I, we've got your bio here. We did it. We did a, a short uh, intro uh, earlier, but just kind of in your own words, like what do you do? How did you get to where you are today? Tell us your story. Well, uh, I have been in clinical practice for almost uh, forty years, guys. I mean, we just wow. went through birthdays, but uh, <laughs> luckily we didn't go to the years. Um, I've been in clinical practice for about forty years, and I got very involved in chronic pain management, headaches, neck aches. Uh, shoulder pain, jaw pain, and that taught me that uh, our health is affected by stress. And I, in about uh, 1983, came upon this model of stress, which said it was a combination of five stresses. And that kind of set me on a course of learning, both professionally and personally, for the last 40 years, and led me to write that book that I think you guys probably have seen, A Life Less Stressed. And uh, it's taken me to where I am today. Uh, so, I, and I'm a dentist. So yeah, so in, in your so in your intro, we talk about or it it, it talks about yeah. you know like you started as a dentist, but then you started seeing these weird 
kind of uh, connections between different well, things. Well, yeah, the, the, big, the, the most common question I'm asked is what is a holistic dentist? And a holistic dentist is basically somebody who uh, is aware that the person that they're treating not only has a mouth, but they've got a whole body attached to it. And when you start looking at it holistically, there are so many connect. I mean, the body is connected. Who would have thought? And uh, and it's just so interesting to to be open to understanding those connections. So it's a never-ending story of learning. I mean, the more you learn, the more you realise you don't know. And uh, after 40 years, the more I learn, the more I realise I have to learn. Right. And you're still learning, I bet. I am still learning. I am still learning. So I what, hope that never ends. So what is like the most recent thing that you've learned here? This is not, this is just off the, off the cuff, as they say. Well, I guess the most significant one, and I've been interested in nutrition for almost all of that time. And I was just sharing an email today with a colleague that I could just kick myself for not having realized how important fasting was. I mean, you know, we talk about all kinds of different diets but something as simple, as logical as fasting, and that's just in the last couple of years. It's not something that happened overnight. But in the last couple of years, I think the biggest thing that I've learned, um, and we can talk about a whole range of other things around sleeping and all that breathing, and, and I know you guys have got four pillars, I've got five. <laughs> um, but but that, that business of fasting, I mean, you know, we talked about nutrient-dense, we talk about paleo, keto, low-carb, high-carb, avoid grains, avoid this, avoid right. that, but not eating. Wow. You know, and when you look at human history, when did we, that was something we surely have been really well adapted to. So that is just so profound. I think that's probably my biggest aha moment, which has kept me going for the last four or five years. So let's let's talk about that a little bit. Let, you know, fasting is kind of, you know, when we started the show almost six years ago, intermittent fasting, the warrior diet was all kind of coming. Now it's kind of, uh, it's more, I wouldn't say it's mainstream, but it's becoming yeah. more mainstream. I, I heard, I read a thing today about dry fasting. Have you heard about this? Dry fasting. I'm guessing that means you don't even have water. Right. For like, uh, mm -hmm. for a 20, they, and apparently what it's this study that I read is like 24 hours of dry fasting, which is like 24 you hours of sand. nothing. You eat sand nonstop. And <laughs> <you just laughs> it's like the, them. it's like the scene from three, uh, three amigos <laughs> when he does the canteen <laughs> up, but it's like, you can't even like, you don't even take a shower. You have no contact with water in any way, which is like, it's like, okay, that's yeah. crazy. But they, they say that that's like a three hour as from, from a fat burning perspective, that's like a three day fast when you have liquid. So do you, have you yeah. looked into any of that? What is that? Is this all? Well, is that crazy? Well, you know, I mean, religious, many religious uh, fasts do do prevent that. And I mean, if you're if you're Jewish, for example, on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, you're not meant to eat or drink from sunset to sun uh, from sunset one day to sunset the next day. So that's been going on for thousands of years in that religion, and I'm sure there are other religious practices which do the same. So, you know, I, I think um, dry fasting, yeah, well, it, it's, it's got some history there. But, but right. you know, the thing about fasting, and, I mean, I've got my own podcast as well, and, and I ask people questions who have been experts in heart disease, cancer, autoimmune, diabetes, um, every one of them has a common denominator, and that is the lower your insulin levels, right. the better. Yeah. The lower the insulin levels, you better, and the longer you'll live. You know, so right. uh, this is uh, you know there's a there's a balance to be had there between longevity and growth, and um, you know where food is plentiful, 
we tend to grow and, and some of us grow too much and it's called obesity. Right. And, uh, you know, where food is scarce, our body starts to tap into our fat reserves, which is probably not a bad thing. It's what, you know, how we've evolved over millions of years. Right. Um, and, and, and so, you know, I think it's just so powerful and so simple, very cost effective. It's probably one of the most cost effective <laughs> nutritional interventions you could do. It doesn't cost a cent. Right. And it's not and one thing that people like they'll they'll hear you say fast and they'll they immediately think starvation. Yeah. Very different words. Yeah. Not starvation. It's not a calorie restriction strategy no. at all. No. Not at all. Yeah. And in fact that whole calories in, calories out thing is just so simplistic. Uh, you know, it's it's like uh eat, don't eat fat because that makes you fat. Right. It's a simple message that rolls off the tongue very easily. And if you've got uh, only a few minutes with a doctor, the doctor wants simple messages. But when you go into it a little more detail, it's not that at all. And in fact, um, you know, it's about balancing out your blood sugar level. It's about not encouraging your body to store fat. Um, it's about encouraging your body to use the fat. Uh, and, um, and, you know, whether it's restricted in a, in, in a day, like 16-8 is something that I find very achievable. I do that myself almost every day. So I go 16 to 18 hours without eating and then, um, and then have my, in my eight hours, six or eight hours of, of eating. And I'm not particularly um, fussed about how many calories I eat, although I find that I'm actually not as hungry as I used to be when I used to eat three meals a day and have right. two snacks in between. So it's a real positive on so many different levels. Yeah. Well, let me ask you something, because this is something that I've been, I, I used to do regularly. You know, like uh, if you or someone you love uh, is type one or two diabetic, you know, checking blood sugar is a, is a thing that typically is kind of uh, thought of as just that, okay, if you have diabetes, you check your blood sugar. Is it, is it beneficial for just someone without diabetes, because nowadays, like you can buy a pretty accurate blood glucose monitor for fairly inexpensive at Walmart, get all the strips. It, hmm. it, would it be a good thing for someone who's just kind of trying to figure out all this nutrition stuff to, to check their blood sugar every day? Well, you know, this is this speaks to a, another topic, which is about benchmarking yourself on all sorts of different levels. It's like when you talk, I think the short answer to that is I think it's a great thing to do in the short term yeah. just to get your head around it. It's like when you're going low carb, you know, what does that mean? Well, for about a week or two, you actually have to measure at your food and look at it like, you know, how many carbs are in a slice of bread? Well, it might turn out that there are six grams of carb in a slice of bread or 12 grams of carbs. So you know that when you have a sandwich, you've got 24 grams of carb and hey, you're, you know, you're getting up there. Um, you know, how much protein do you eat? Well, you know, you should measure that for um, a week or two to get your head around what it is you're actually doing. And, and actually, I think it's a real interesting thing for somebody to do in their life to really go for good health, like to the extreme, to see just how well you can feel. Because I, I, in my own mind, my, I'm, I'm a kind of percentage guy. Um, to me, you've got, all got to work out what your good and bad percentage is. If your good and bad in your life is 50-50, I don't think that's a very good balance. 60-40, I don't think it's good enough either. 70-30, you might be getting there. I like to go at 80-20. 80% of what I do is good for my health 
and I'm willing to compromise on the other 20%. Right. And, and when I'm really on fire, I'd go 90-10. And if I was 100%er, I'd probably be a social outcast and no one would want to be hanging around me. But I think that 100% is not a bad thing to do for a month or two right. in your life just to see how well you can feel. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and you mentioned earlier, uh, we have four pillars, you have five pillars. Talk about that. What are your, what are your five? And the five pillars are sleep, breathe, nourish, move, and think. And, uh, you know, I noticed the one that you miss out on is breathe, and you could say that that's part of sleep. But there's actually quite an interesting pillar of breathe because, you know, we can go without food for weeks, if not longer. We can go without water for days. Yeah. Uh, if not a week, maybe, but we cannot go without air for more than about five minutes max, three to five minutes and you're gone. So the secret to living a long life, and this isn't letting too much out of the bag here, fellas, is to keep breathing for as long as you can. <laughs> um, but there is a big difference between breathing and breathing well. And if you want to live well and be well, then breathing well is a really important part of that. And breathing, you know, people get very much into acid-alkali balance and getting my body chemistry properly balanced. It's really important. And breathing, as it turns out, is a really important regulator of body chemistry. And I know you've included sleep in one of your pillars, and I would say that sleep, a consistently good night's sleep, is a function of quantity, getting at least seven hours to nine hours. For 90% of the population, between seven and nine hours is is the ideal. Um, so it's quantity, but it's also quality. You have to be breathing well while you're asleep. And right. putting your head on the pillow for seven to nine hours is not enough. You actually have to breathe well while you're asleep. And that begs the question, well, what is breathing well? Right. So, yeah, so talk about that. So uh, and, and, here's, and here's my here's here's my kind of thought on that. Look at, like, what is the most peaceful human thing that you can do and and rick's gonna make a joke but i would think like a baby breastfeeding is like the most like 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 relaxed you could ever be in your life for a, a baby. for a lot of reasons yeah. so yeah. and and what is a baby doing it is breathing through its nose and i think that is key it is key. Yeah. It is key. And, you know, like there are several aspects to breathing well and a really important one that people give very little thought to is are you a nose breather or are you a, a mouth breather? If you breathe through your nose, some very important things happen. Your nose has evolved to warm, humidify and filter the air before it enters your lungs and the rest of your body. There are five levels of filtration when you breathe through your nose. There are the fine hairs, which clean out the particles. There's the mucus lining the sinuses and the turbinates, which can kill bacteria and viruses. There are the sinuses and turbinates, which warm and filter the air as well and humidify it. And then there's the adenoids, and then there's the tonsils. Now, if you breathe through your mouth, you bypass the first four and you rely on your tonsils, which is why a lot of kids may have recurring respiratory problems or why asthma is as high as it is because they are predominantly mouth breathers. The other interesting thing that happens when you breathe through your nose is a wonderful regulator in the body is called nitric oxide. It's not nitrous oxide that you get when you go to the dentist or when you're delivering a baby, when you're having a baby, it's nitric oxide. 
And nitric oxide is one of the body's most important regulators. It improves circulation through the body, uh, throughout the body. It's a, it's a bronchodilator, so it helps clear the nasal passages. It's antimicrobial. I mean, there's a whole range of it. 60% of the body's nitric oxide is produced in the sinuses only when you breathe through your nose. So when you breathe through your mouth, you're missing out on nitric oxide production, and that's important as well. Breathing through your nose also improves your posture. You don't tend to have as head forward a posture as you do. Breathing through, and so breathing through your nose is important. How often should you breathe in, in a minute? It ideally should be between eight to 12 breaths per minute. If you're breathing, you know, the, the ultimate is hyperventilating. If you sat here now and, and breathe in and out quickly, 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 say you breathe 20, 25 breaths per minute, you'd be pumping out all in carbon dioxide from your lungs and eventually you would pass out because your body will make you slow that breathing down and let the carbon dioxide build up again in your lungs. So, so breathing slowly, 8 to 12 breaths per minute, is a really important part of that, it's nasal breathing. And because you've got a whole set of lungs, you may as well use them. So using your diaphragm to breathe means you not only engage all of the lung capacity, but in that 8 to 12 breaths, you slowly massage your internal organs and your pelvic floor muscles, and that's a really important aspect of it. So nasal breathing, breathing rate, and use your diaphragm. That's what breathing well is all about. Uh, and, and talk about, you know, this isn't just when you're asleep. During the day, this is important. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. This is about during the day. I mean, you know, when you're sitting listening to me or when you're listening, watching some TV, are you sitting there with your mouth open or closed? Are you using your shoulder muscles and neck muscles to lift your rib cage? Not good. You should be using your diaphragm very gently to, to in, exhale and inhale the rib cage. So, so yeah, this is during the day. This is why breathing well deserves a pillar all on its own, guys. You could put an extra pillar in there. I won't tell anyone. <laughs> well, and I guess, you know, I'm, I'm real big on mindfulness and, and breathing and nasal breathing mm -hmm. and all that. And that we kind of fit that into the, the stress management. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the well, that's a, that's a really important one because you guys know that stress is that part of your nervous system, which is the fight and flight. It's called the sympathetic right. system. And we really, we, that's not a bad thing. It's preserved us for millions of years, yeah. helped us in a danger. But for 95% of the time, we really should be in the parasympathetic or the rest and digest um, mode. And, and that can be switched on really quickly in one minute with a very simple breathing exercise. And this is it, the breathing exercise to switch on your parasympathetic nervous system is simply this. You inhale through your nose for four seconds. You exhale through your nose for four seconds and you hold your breath for four seconds. Mm -hmm. There's and a little meditation technique uh, surrounding that yeah. me, box breathing. And that's why, that's why I specifically do that is because what you're talking about, the parasympathetic nervous system. Yep. Yeah. And that's a great thing to do before every meal, you know, like if you're going to switch on your parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest, um, it's a good thing to do before you eat. Because if you eat when you're stressed, 
doesn't matter whether you're on the best diet in the world, taking the best supplements in the world, right. your body is simply not going to absorb the nutrients that you're taking into your body. So you know how people are used to, gee, I'm getting making so many religious uh, uh, references here, but you know when people used to sit around before a meal and stop and and praise the Lord for yeah. what they're about to, you know, that simple exercise of slowing down. There was a physical and, like uh, benefit to that. Absolutely. And right. that's a great thing to do before a meal. It's a great thing to do when you're just switched your lights out at night and you're wanting to, that's a good time to switch on the parasympathetic nervous system just before you're about to go to sleep or during the day when you're feeling stressed at work or you're in traffic or you think you're about to blow your stack about something or somebody, um, spend a minute just doing four breaths or five breaths of four in, right. four out, and four hold. Well, it's it's funny that you say this because I'll go uh, uh, do like, I do like a sleep stress management talk at a local university where I live. And I'll do a, just to like kind of show them how fast they can get into that sort of the alpha yep. waves, uh, 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 into that kind of pre-meditative state. We'll do a 60 second box breathing and half the class will fall asleep. Yeah. It doesn't take 60 seconds. And and what a powerful tool to have at your disposal. Right. Right. And just, yeah, you just think that it's, yeah, you're just chronically stressed. So what am I supposed to do about stress? Oh, I got to take a medicine or I got to drink, uh, Jameson Rick (laughs) or, uh, you know, (laughs) former used to be (laughs) anyway. Yeah. So that's all, that's all really good stuff. Um, so let's see. There was one other thing I wanted to. Okay, so let's talk about uh, uh, very quickly uh, the other thing I, I wanted to make sure we hit on before we got about eight minutes to go. What are the five steps for reducing environmental toxins? And we talk about, you know, on the Simply Human podcast, we talk about okay, you the only way to like be exposed to what our ancestors were exposed to really today it's like you can't because there's 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 4g and 5g all this stuff everywhere you go the whole planet is covered you know so so we can't escape all of the context all of the modernity all the environment so what can we do uh to reduce those environmental toxins well when you talk about environmental toxins and and you know it's not just chemicals as you say it's it's uh, radiation as well it can seem a little bit overwhelming and it can seem a little bit depressing. And once you learn something, you can't unlearn it. Once you know something, you can't unknow it. So that's that's one side of the equation. But the good part about it is when you do know it and you make informed decisions, you can reduce your toxic load by up to 80 or 90%. Wow. So, so, you know, I think that's quite empowering. Now, you, you know, you could throw your arms, hands up and go, what the hell? We cannot escape this. But it turns out we can. You know, like, for example, you get up in the morning and you go to the bathroom and you put on shaving cream. You look at the shaving cream and there's 20 ingredients. And then you get under the shower and the soap and the shampoo and the conditioner. And then you get out of the shower and then you're underarm deodorant, your moisturizer, your hair gel, your toothpaste. You haven't even left the bathroom and you've already been exposed to 100 or more chemicals. Now, you know, when chem- people naively think that when chemicals, if they're on the shelf, they must have been tested. So they must be all right. Well, it turns out that's not the case. Uh, Only about 10% of any gone through any rigorous testing and 
whenever they're tested, they're tested one chemical at a time for a short period of time on usually a healthy university student. So, so that's not the way we're exposed to them. We're exposed to multiple um, chemicals all at once for years on end. So making informed decisions is absolutely vital. And the other one, as far as radiation is concerned, is you have got some control. I do have serious concerns about the 4G and now the 5G coming. The World Health Organization in 2012, I think, uh, um, registered Wi-Fi radiation as a class 2B carcinogen, which means it has the potential to cause cancer. And it's enough of a concern to have it banned from certain schools in Europe particularly, because they, they go along the precautionary principle. That is, if something could cause damage, it's best to be avoided. And I think that's a good principle for us all to follow personally. So you do have some control, make informed decisions, keep things really simple in terms of what you're using on your body. If you wouldn't eat it, then it's probably best not to put it onto your skin. Right. Yeah, and that's you, a good thought, you know, yeah. You know, because if it's on your skin, it's going to get into your body. So, you know, yes, it didn't go through your mouth, but it gets into your body. And if you've got radiate, you know, if you're using a phone, don't have it in your pocket. Yes. Um, don't carry it near your head. Don't, don't uh, keep it away from your bed. You shouldn't have any radiation in your bedroom. Um, you know, switch off all the Wi-Fi, uh, cable yourself. You know, when I, built, when I renovated my house, I had my, my technician said, I'll put in Wi-Fi speakers everywhere. You don't have to worry about wire. I said, no way. Yeah. We're going to go. We're going. Well, we're going it, cable. I hate to I go down this. Two, I have two cell phones, one for work and one that's my personal. And I usually just keep one when I'm sleeping. I keep one resting right on top of my heart and the other right <laughs> on, top of my, on my your head. brain. So yeah. I, I'm hoping uh, that's not going to have some kind of uh, you know deleterious effect here. <laughs> well, um, you know, that's your well, call. That's your call. Well, like you said earlier, like you can kind of go crazy on this. Like I've, I've been to uh, bragging montage. I've been to California like three times in the last month. <laughs> and, uh, and they have they have 5G out there. And I'm like, I don't want mm. 5G. I feel like my insides are microwaving. But is that just in my head or is that a thing? Are we all going to die of the 6, 7, 8G? What's happening with the Gs? Yeah, well, I think uh, we do need to approach it cautiously. And the problem is that a lot of the research is done by um, the tech companies. And, and, you know, look, this is an old story. I mean, it used to be called the tobacco playbook, you know, for years. I mean, the tobacco industry knew there was a problem in the 1930s and 40s, and it wasn't until 2009 that your Congress actually rated it as a, as a you know, as a carcinogen. So, right. you know, I mean, uh, this is called the tobacco playbook. We may as well now call it the technology playbook. Uh, before the before tobacco, it was the lead playbook. Uh, now it's the fossil fuel playbook. You know, so there are all sorts of industry right. playbooks that go on. That's why it's important for you to be informed as an individual and to take control of your own. And for you, Rick, if you want to keep the phone on your heart, yeah, good on you. <laughs> go for it. I can really feel it ticking in there. It's great. Yeah. It's thumping hard, and I know it's strong, strong, strong. I can, I can feel it melting inside my chest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're, we're coming up on time. Uh, promote yourself. Where can people find you? Um, uh, website is, and I'll put this in the show notes, drronerlich.com. But what, what else do you have out there uh, where people well, can? Well, I've, I've got an app. You can go oh, online cool. and download the app. It's called Unstress. 
uh, because that's the name of the podcast that I do. It's a weekly podcast where we explore what holistic and what stress means. Um, yeah, but the website has got all the other offerings. So um, it's it's Dr. Ron Ehrlich. That's E-H-R-L-I-C-H, Dr. D-R, drronehrlich.com. Easy. And he's from the future, people. That's right. I'm, is a, I'm ahead of my time, of big, your time anyway. Uh, when we launched the missiles at North Korea, holler back at us real quick. <laughs> and like, hey, they just launched. Okay. Awesome. Well, Dr. Ehrlich, this has been awesome. I really appreciate it. There's so much more we could get into. So I encourage you simply human listeners to check out the unstressed podcast and go check out all his stuff because it really does. Like he said, like it, 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 it's like the starfish thing. Like it matters to this one, right? Like, like everything you can do, turning your Wi-Fi off at night, getting toothpaste and deodorant and all the sorts of things that don't have toxins in them. Like I hate to sound like a crazy person, but it, does add up and it makes a difference so uh Use straight crude oil to brush my teeth yeah, gross <laughs> i just have a barrel of a 50 gallon drum of west texas crude in the bathroom and i just dip my toothbrush into there and just scrub away and then at the same time you're like wiping it under your armpits and uh like <laughs> bathing in it yeah that's perfect great Awesome. All right. Well, Dr. Ehrlich, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for your time and for uh, scheduling this. And and, uh, this has been great. Thanks, fellas. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. So that was great, Dr. Ehrlich. Um, I tried to do something funny, but Rick wouldn't let me. So we're going to start over. What he was trying to do was play uh, audio of a friend of ours uh, that sent us audio of him. Pooping? Hold Mark. Please don't put that on the show everyone's gonna freak out he didn't say that oh i mean i didn't say those exact words i used a lot of swear words of all so of all okay if man this is where we need the insider content text yes okay if you ever did the simply human insider (laughs) where you pass like 10 bucks a month and you see the texts that we send back and forth during every interview and like all the deleted segments where mark does something crazy i'm like no 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 no, you can't you can't you (laughs) You you can't catch a bat with a pot moron (laughs) (laughs) that would have been perfect for simply human insider content yep okay well anyway okay so the tip of the week uh he talked about breathing nasal breathing like Yes. Kind of like everything else where you can, if you don't do that naturally, you're really going to have to like uh like make a concerted yeah. conscious effort to do that because you need to when you're just like on autopilot, you need to be breathing through your nose. Absolutely. And I think one of the other things that he talked about a lot that that uh that hit, I I don't want to say like hits close to home. Like I'm not exactly like a health and wellness expert. I'm just kind of the yuck monkey on the show, but um and just the effectiveness of a meditation routine and it doesn't have to be this you know sitting on a pillow in a blank room and you know chanting om like there can be i mean there are some right. plenty of meditation routines i think the thing he kind of talked about box breathing uh how i do it is a little bit different than he talked about <clears throat> i breathe in for three seconds hold it for three seconds breathe out for three seconds hold it for three seconds Breathe in for three, hold for three, breathe out for three, hold for three. And I do that. I set the timer on my phone. Uh, I try to go for three minutes. Sometimes I'm like, I don't have time. So I'm like, all right, I'll do two minutes. Just one minute. Who cares? But like uh, just in what you're trying to do is just focus solely on the breathing, not on anything else. Uh, trying to get whatever is in your head out of your head and just think solely focus solely on the breathing. Um, I, I just, I think there's a lot of, 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 of good, uh, solid benefits to that. Just 
as far as you know relaxation i think there's a lot of benefits to that as far as uh trying to uh to activate your parasympathetic nervous system i think it's just really a really good practice that literally everybody can do i agree um and i thank you for thanks for your input and i thank you for your time and your contribution (laughs) this has been great rick thanks for being on the show we're we're gonna have you back on i promise Hey, hey, we are, we really did, we, we're in the process of scheduling uh, Dr. Your mom? What? The, 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 the Department of Defense Sleep Girl. Oh, she's, yes, good. She's good, kind of, good, good. Yeah, she's we, awesome. Yeah, I've already got, like, got that going, so that's good. Good. Um, all right, well, I'm going to go finish watching. We'll leave our 69 jokes uh, to a minimum for that one, too. Uh, you made one then, and you made one tonight. So oh, I did make one tonight, and I made a breastfeeding joke. Yeah, and man, I forgot. This is coming out. I had to mute my microphone because I was laughing pretty hard about that. This is coming uh, out the uh, show after we talk about the Jason Seib stuff. So if that's, we probably should have talked about that at the beginning. Uh, maybe I'll add it like like before we actually start the show. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, for sure. For I will sure. do that. Um, I'll make a note to myself to do that. But um, we're booked out to like the end of August. It's uh, we've got a lot of great guests coming up. And uh, so talking I'm, about essential oils or snake oil sales or <clears throat> no. And there was something that I was just about to tell you. Oh, I'm gonna go finish watching the. Uh, I'm like, talking about the power of crystals. The last, the last Jedi. I haven't seen it. Episode eight. You haven't seen? Okay, yeah, I'm about halfway through it. So, Wait, you stopped in the middle of it? For well, what, I was on an air. Days? I was on an airplane. Oh, duh. I'm always okay, on, so, I'm always okay, on an airplane with TL. Uh, I don't fly a lot. What's the protocol for this? Like, they will start a flight and be like, "Hey, the flight is two hours long, no, and we no, can't no, shoot no. flight for no, some reason." It's better. You have a screen on the chair in front of you. Yeah. And when you sit down, and you know how you sit down, and sometimes it could be 20, 30 minutes before you actually take off. Yeah. You go through, and you there's every oh, tons of movies. You just go select whatever movie you want to watch, and you can start it. Like, I, we got delayed going out to San Francisco. I was halfway through Aquaman before we even took off. Aquaman is the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> you haven't seen Gigli. <laughs> you haven't seen The Meg. <laughs> like, uh, man, I had a, a, a. Have I ever told you about the nine hour delay in Detroit? Oh, my gosh, no. We were going to fly. We were living up north in Ohio. We were going to fly down to Dallas for a wedding shower given by the weird women at our parents' church. It was already Crazy. awkward, anyways. And there was a ton of snowfall overnight, and we were delayed. On the plane, on the I guess tarmac or whatever, for nine oh hours. Oh my gosh! And like me and her are like the only reasonable people that I know. And what people are everyone just going like, crazy. Like, order the flies out, yeah. and I'm like, oh, guys, freaking out is not going to get this plane flying any faster. Just oh. all it's going to do is get the FBI on here, and they're going to you know gosh. punch your face in. That but uh, yeah, nine terrible. hours. God, I would have killed to have some form of entertainment on there. Yeah, that's oh. the see. That's the modern flight. Is that all flights do that? Uh, well, no, no, no. It's only like I've only seen it on the flights like from Dallas to California. It's like if it's more than like a three-hour flight, they'll do that. If it's a smaller plane, they won't do that. Okay. So, I well, I mean, the... say I ask like I'm going to fly anytime soon. <laughs> right. Well, it's like God, we've flown like four times in the last six weeks. Wow, bragging montage. Super famous. So. All right, well, let's get out of this. This is going to do it. That is going to do it. 
that huh? will is gonna that has to be done it <laughs> of this edition of the simple human podcast and remember you should not play audio of a friend of ours taking <laughs> in an airport bathroom on the podcast it's gonna make you look crazy so until next time enjoy yourself